1: professional wrestling wow oh, we like professional wrestling too this is shake them Rups. i am jeff hawkins along with mr professional microphone not a mr microphone like having an F- fm radio with him going hey ladies well see you later <laughs> i don't know if you know those commercials or not the old uh you had a microphone that could connect to your car radio so you can talk into it
0: oh that, Chris, that Chris is no certainly, <laughs> a, uh, certainly a thing that you could do. You just 80s, pull yes. up alongside a lady yes.
1: and hey, interrupt Sagan, her radio real looking. quickly. Well, no, 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 not in her radio, in your radio. But, oh. you know, they'd be walking down the street, you get on the microphone, hello there, ladies, how are you today?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the creepiness
1: wow. of how forward you could be in the 80s was on full display and you're as seen on TV ads such as that. You know, you could have an at-home karaoke party.
0: <laughs> what fun! Oh. N- nothing oh. says she's coming back like an at-home <laughs> karaoke party. You know,
1: it's karaoke fun. Th- that's the question. Because, like, like when when I go to the convention for the for Figure Four. In Vegas, they always do a, a a karaoke night at one at one of the dive bars in in downtown Vegas, and like it was big. Like in the early aughts, when I was doing improv, like improv groups, and when they you know birthday parties or just hanging out after shows or whatever, everybody would go to the uh, go to the karaoke bar and drink and and things like that. But I always viewed it as kind of a oh this is what theater kids kind of do type of thing versus this is what real people do. Is karaoke fun for people not in the arts?
0: Although Chris, you play no, music, you play music, so I can't I really find ask karaoke you. to be that. F- it's not unfun. It's it's who you're doing it with. Yes, right. Like, it really is who you're doing it with and the vibe among the group. Definitely and also, the vibe and, of the songs chosen. And, yeah, vibe of the songs chosen, vibe of the group, is it like a supportive atmosphere? Are there enough reasonably talented people that like you have enough pleasant surprise experiences to countervail the cringy, oh, okay, Becky just did that. Well, that's over now. Thank God for that. Uh, you know, you need to be able to balance that out with. Whoa, I didn't realize that Tyler could sing like that. You you need those little moments in the evening.
1: Oh no, here comes a perpetually single woman to sing "All by Myself" by Eric Carmen. We're all in trouble
0: now. Right, but you know, I, I mean, short answer is, look, uh, different people find different things fun, which is not a revelation or anything oh. like that. But but I I think I think sometimes we as humans underappreciate just how fun something is to somebody and how that exact same thing could be deeply unfun to somebody else
1: improv <laughs> that's the definition of improv right there because anybody who's not an improv user, what is this dumb thing that you people do uh, <laughs> oh by the way chris you did get some good feedback on on women on your opinion on women with tattoos oh just, really
0: yeah yeah <laughs> what, what what are we what are we saying on people the, very like...
1: supportive of that
0: Okay, all right. Especially women with tattoos. Oh, are they? All right. Well, (laughs) caller, get on the Instagram, people. Doctor (laughs) underscore No, very available these days.
1: (laughs) One already did. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, getting into the news, and we have to retrace our steps. I know that this is an old story, kids, but uh, new details coming forward in the CM Punk Elite thing, especially in light of the Elite. Getting teased as coming back on television. Fightful Select told by numerous sources that Chris Jericho approached CM Punk, unhappy about the brawl out fight as well as the nature of the scrum that had just taken place. Jericho told CM Punk that he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company. Those we've spoken to didn't recount CM Punk's reply verbatim, but said that he effectively told Jericho it wasn't his business and that he needed to leave. Both are right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right it, yeah I, I mean it is
1: not your business another employee's relationship with corporate brass okay i'm sorry i i know
0: uh, especially with the unclear nature of like what punk's relationship in the company was like yes. was he was he ever an executive like what is that clear like it, I, it's
1: not clear to me but uh, also I'll, I'll i'll backtrack a little bit i mean even in the locker room if we i mean. See, this is where the weird are we independent contractors or are we all buddy buddy coworkers trying to make this all work? And that's the weird thing about professional wrestling that's unique to professional wrestling. Because my opinion would be don't screw with another man's money.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I, the, like the independent contractor etiquette here to me says you just have less you, you just can't get into other people's sandboxes as much
1: but here's the other thing that's kind of bothering me a little bit is that is now like two or three weeks into it here comes chris jericho to play white knight it bothers me a little bit it does because i'm just like well, there's a, well you know i'm the real hero of the story <laughs> And it may not be Jericho directly talking to either Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, you know who really, you know, now now that it's obvious that everybody's gone against Punk and that Punk's on his way out, everybody's going to get their dig in because there's nothing CM Punk can do about it. It's like, oh, no, you know what? He said something to me, and I said, no, sir. You were, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And you're just like, come on, guys. I, I don't know. The, the, the more I hear about this story, the more... I, not that I approve of what CM Punk did in the press conference, but the more I'm kind of empathetic to the plight that he was going into, because in the, in the observer, Chris, we can both take a victory lap on this one. It says a lot of the bad feelings towards CM Punk was because of the whole Colt Cabana thing. And I'm just like, Guys. And It's
0: insane. It is. It is insane from a business standpoint to have, so much money riding on your vibes about Colt Midcard Cabana.
1: Yeah, it probably didn't help either. That CM Punk side leaking towards Nick Houseman of Wrestling Inc., he of the the scrum that got this whole thing started. And talking about uh, you know, Larry's dog or Larry the dog had loosened some teeth and, <laughs> and when they had quote unquote kicked the door in, which we don't know if they really kicked it in or not. Um, you know, and and now people on the other side are leaking to Dave Meltzer saying, I don't "You know think what?" They that, opened that... the
0: door gingerly. No, I, I don't need. I, I, I it's, yes, I don't think they knocked politely and waited for Mister Punk to answer.
1: Yes, and it would appear to me that CM Punk cares about his dog to the point where, if you were going to set him off, the two things you'd go after are his wife or his dog, and that's the pretty much the only things he cares about in this world. So I I tend to think he may have thought his dog was in danger, but now people leaking to to Meltzer are saying,
0: oh, well, that whole dog story, not true. (laughs) And I think that's a bit slimy because it's like punk can't actually speak publicly on it. So the thing that would kind of prove or disprove this and sort of help everyone who hasn't already just made up their mind one way or another on this, make up their mind is... Look, uh, if we could see Larry the dog and his injury or status or lack thereof, uh, I think it sort of leans heavily in the favor of one person or the other. I don't... I just don't think Punk's making up the Larry the dog got hurt during this incident thing. Right. Uh, and, and I yeah, think I, and like, like, like something about that just has the ring of truth to me. Um... It, it, especially because it always feels like from the Bucks and Omega camp, they always take the story one side to goody goody, right? It we're always back in the prayer circle.
1: Well, well well, right. well, well, I, 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 God, I got nailed on that one. I'm not. Uh, go whatever, down. I I'll take all the slings <laughs> and arrows
0: for that, people. No, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: but but no, but on the other side, I guess Bucks. <laughs> punk's team or whoever is leaking for him is, is saying that oh he 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 was doing this under castle doctrine <laughs> and i'm just like that's too far too we all need to just kind of settle down here with how big of a hero we all are in terms of quote unquote standing your ground not the law but in terms of castle
0: doctrine the although same, actually same. The, inter- the the intersection's weird but yes uh yeah um... I, but I, but, I but, thought but, my understanding is like that was the explanation as to why there hasn't been charges brought against punk.
1: Yes. That that's that, that 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 is yeah. that is the explanation and, and as to why he was so defensive was castle doctrine. Um but the line in Dave's story and I, look, I love me some Dave Meltzer. He's a very nice person was very nice to me when my diagnosis came down. I, he but I do criticize him and he has his idiosyncrasies. but it's like the obvious the, the thing talk about the story about the dog and that of how it loosened some teeth and that the dog had a subsequent planned vet appointment need to have those teeth removed. Here's Dave, next sentence, next paragraph. The obvious problem with that story is that if that came up in the investigation, there's no way that the Bucks and Omega would have been brought back. That's not right. That's not true.
0: That uh, is the, not the, the true other, at all. <laughs> that's, not tr- that's one, inappropriate editorializing in the middle of reportage of facts. Two, bad analysis. It, it, it is badly placed in the writing and also simply not true yeah
1: i just it's just so much of this is just God. If, if we could just help no, th-
0: i guess this is what why i've been very sympathetic to punk is his whole opening street in that presser was going after that room of people who call themselves journalists who relatively easily anyone with like a freshman year's intro to journalism stuff can start going through any of the big names and start seeing real violations of best practices in any of their work. Will I be doing that on the show today? No, I will not. Thanks, Jeff, but uh, (laughs) thanks for the offer and the invite. You know what?
1: I have a podcast that you can resurrect. It's called talking sheet and you can always do it over
0: there. (laughs) Right? No, I don't actually think, no, I don't think it's actually very hard to go through any of these big names and see serious objectionable journalistic practices that just don't wash with what we would accept as good journalism and that was punk's opening salvo in that presser and the people in that room who called themselves journalists went on to acquit themselves in a way that validated cm punk by asking about kayfabe storylines instead of following up on a major news story and i don't think especially with something like this where the facts are very much they said, they said, you got to, as a reporter, really just stick to the facts and especially when you're getting it, when you're getting quote unquote, a fact from one side, color it with a lot more nuance and a lot more um, uh, credulousness. I,
1: I, I hesitate to bring this up. I'm going to bring this up. But the whole the whole thing, the line in the story about how, yeah, the locker room was soured on punk from the get go because of the entire Colt Cabana thing. This is something that's happening in a lot of industries anyways, where the workers basically get to dictate the terms of how they get to do their job. And I just think it's one of those weird things where. I almost imagine Punk's like, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about this because Colt's been in your company for a, a couple of years now, and Tony just kind of goes, hey, don't worry about this. I got it, all right? It's going to be fine. We're all going to be professional. We're going to go in there and make some money, blah, 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 blah. And then Tony doesn't actually go to the to the locker no, room. No, right, he right. He fears them right. a little bit, and he says, oh, yeah, we're going to bring in Punk right now. Anybody have a problem with that? Oh, and by the way, I've stealth put Colt ban on the Ring of Honor roster.
0: I, no, I, I mean, I think, look, uh, kind of two thoughts here. One, where is the uh, rejoinder editorial comment to this little piece of factoidal information, right? Uh, if we're going to editorialize at one point, I guess, why wouldn't we be editorializing here? And then, two, to editorialize on this, if this is true this is the beginning of tony khan mismanaging this entire situation if you are tony khan and you are bringing in cm punk as both a top level talent on the screen and also someone involved in the backstage machinations of how this show is working and there is in fact a sour vibe uh from the jump it is your job as tony khan to go in there and go Smile up, people! I am writing checks. Uh, it is time to. It is time. <laughs> That's a promo I want. Smile up, people! I'm yeah. Writing checks. I am writing checks. You will learn to love the way things are now. Look at that rating. Look at that rating. Now look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself if you can get that rating. Chris, can you do that? No, you can't. Great champion, though. Nice work. Good job getting those abs back. Hey, Kenny, can you do that? You haven't. Nice. Checks are going to keep coming. Don't worry about it. Nick, Matt? No, no, still not doing much on the mic? Okay, fine. (laughs) CM Punk is here for this purpose. Smile time, people. Smile time. See you on Wednesday. You bring up a point
1: that's interesting that's kind of uh, – it's not been forgotten, but at the same time, it's kind of been poo-pooed. You remember the all hands meeting that they had where Kenny Omega made the quote unquote joke that he wouldn't have hired 90% of the people in that room.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do.
1: It's kind of interesting when you're saying that Tony's going around going, Oh, what kind of rating can you pop? Blah, blah, blah. And Kenny's out there going, I would have hired 90% of you. It's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay. We're still the number two company, guys. We're No, still growing. I, I
0: think I think I sort of inadvertently there just sort of painted a, an interesting and an illustrative counterexample of the way the dynamic in that locker room should be. be going. Right, yes. yes. It should not be Kenny Omega doing little snippy snap jokes like this. Tony Khan should have the, you know, Mr. Visionary should be in there. I I would rather be talking about a guy who's kind of high on his own bullshit. Um like, you know, all his vi- high on his own vision right now. Um, you know, telling everyone how shit's going to be. Then this version of Tony Khan, which is milk toast. Yes. He, he just wants to be one of the boys. He wants to hang out at Sammy's wedding. He want, you know, like, like this I'm very unimpressed by this Tony Khan.
1: Okay. No, that, that that's fair. I uh yeah, well well, i mean we can bring it up now but yes the elite are are on their way back and (laughs) man i get the feeling we're gonna have a couple of digs in here at some people as we do this uh weird what what would aew be like if the bucks and kenny had never existed type of a story or whatever this back to the future with them getting uh getting uh retconned out of photos and things like that i i just i'm i i think we're gonna go a little bit too meta for the crowd here and i i'm 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 a little i'm a little concerned by that but i will wait to see how no it no if
0: first. they do that it'll be a, a lovely validation of a lot of my critiques of them, yes. Which yes, yes, that. which is that they will. are self-indulgent yeah, yeah. Yes. like that that they they are in it They are trying to make TV mostly to amuse themselves. And if the audience goes along with them, that's nifty. But at this point, (laughs) they like seeing themselves on the TV box.
1: Yes, we're going to pop each other for a while. Let's do that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, The only other news I have this week are are personnel movements. Uh, For those, you'll probably have watched it by now anyways, but Emma is being reported as coming back to WWE on SmackDown to answer Ronda Rousey's. Open challenge. Don't know if she's going to be there full-time or not, but she will be on tonight. Then over in AEW, Bandito has officially signed and is All Elite, as has Juice Robinson. Now, again, don't know if either of these guys are earmarked for Ring of Honor or if they are for the All Elite roster, but we have a roster right now of a lot of people. And it is odd to me, Chris. And we will get into this more in the lazy river. How many people we have that are absolutely not stars on this roster and we keep signing people and we keep not trying to figure out how we can't make stars. I just, I like juice Robinson, juice Robinson. I have higher hopes for than bandito bandito. Great worker. Awesome matches. I know,
0: but, but if you can't talk, you're not going to rock.
1: Yes, exactly. And juice Robinson at least has been known to be able to talk. He he cut a pretty good promo before that Mox match. I'm hoping they put him in a position where it's not like in front of, a, I mean, like, even if it's a, another pre-tape or whatever, start cutting promos, and then we can see what we have here. But at the same time, it's also Juice Robinson. We've seen him in Impact. We've seen him in other places in the States can we put a new coat of paint on him and make him a big deal? That that's my other. Uh, yeah. Question. Right. Like,
0: can we make him a big deal on like, what's the game plan for him? I, I mean, you know, would he have a nice feud with MJF? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, it wouldn't be a long one. Um, and then what? Yeah. You know, well, I, I, also I, it, Josh, Josh Woods has officially signed
1: the, the other half of the varsity athletes. Mm-hmm. Fine wrestler has a couple guys who can talk for him right now. Um, but yeah, I
0: I don't think this company needs to keep adding to the male side of the roster. I agree. It, it, if anything, do I think they could certainly use some um, additions, strong additions to the female side? Yeah, yeah, I think I think you know, open up the pocketbook a little bit on that. Like you know, Emma would actually be a nice get for this roster. Um, but. Uh, I, I think, you Emma know, Emma might
1: like, be the number two wrestler in this company
0: if she came in. I I know. Like when you said that, when you said it earlier, she's going to be on SmackDown. I was like, man, what an oversight to not get her in because she couldn't have been that expensive to get like six months ago. And this roster has needed someone like her. I, I mean, I, okay, this might set off some people, but I'll say it. Um, I'm more interested in the in ring work of Emma than Paige.
1: I like, i don't disagree
0: yeah i i i like you know for all the hubbub about soraya i i i have always thought emma was the better worker of the two okay yeah and <laughs> i think that she's a better character actor than emma so.
1: lena's coming beer's coming
0: <laughs> hey, oh yeah that's her. okay <laughs> emma that? lena that's right yes yes, yes. Yes. But
1: you know what this would be? I mean, she's not going to beat Ronda on the, on this turn, Mm-mm. obviously. No, no, but, no, no, but but this like... is a good chance for Hunter to make a a make good on someone that they absolutely buried. I mean, they buried her.
0: No, and mid-state. especially with a, with a fresh coat of paint, she could be a very interesting injection into this roster cuz she's got a little bit of built-in history with like damage control, for example. Yeah. Uh yeah, I yeah, know that that it I Look, I'm excited to see what she does. Maybe it goes well, maybe it doesn't, but I'm at least interested.
1: I'll do it for the news portion of the show, and now the world-famous, not that famous, Lazy River of Wrestling Criticism. Whatever we watched over the week, be it old wrestling, new wrestling, future wrestling <laughs> whatever we've watched we can comment on talk about what have you uh i will uh, i'll go into the classic bag first i know we have ice cold takes on halloween havoc but i want to start with the halloween havocs i also watched this week cuz i actually watched a couple old ones i watched both halloween havoc 1989 and halloween havoc 1990 if you like tag team matches Boy, are these shows for you. Um, 89 has the uh, infamous uh, Dynamic Dudes Freebirds match where Coronet turns on the Dynamic Dudes in Philadelphia to the Giant Pop, but that that show also has Skyscrapers Road Warriors in addition to Doom and the Steiners to lead up to Starcade 89's Future Shock, the original plan for it. A couple of Haas matches there. Um Headlined by also another pretty good match, even though the gimmicks sucked. Uh, Great Muda and Terry Funk versus Sting and Ric Flair in the Thunderdome cage match with Bruno Sammartino as the special ref. The quote unquote electrified cage, which caught fire before the match, and, and the Great Muda had to climb up and put out the put out the fire on the cage. <laughs> awesome stuff. 90, 90's interesting. There there's some interesting things in there like I. One of those acts that I hated and I've, I, I've hated for most of my life were the Nasty Boys. I never liked the Nasty Boys.
0: They just don't do it for me. I, well, I never really got the zen of their match.
1: But, man, Chris, I'll tell you, that late 1989, early 90s WCW run where they're doing matches with the Steiners, which was in this on this pay-per-view, and then they're doing the hardcore brawls with Cactus Jack, and I believe uh, I think it's Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan versus the Nasty Boys, or it's Cactus Jack and Max Payne versus the versus the Nasty Boys in Anything Goes match. Those dudes were awesome. They are awesome at just brawling in this match before they started doing the crappy like pit stop stuff and you know becoming Hogan's boys and stuff like that. But you know I I, I now have to kind of tip my cap because now I kind of enjoy the brawling. Tough guy, nasty boys, but man, I never liked them up through even like watching you know retro matches before. But yeah, the '90 Havoc also had it has Sid and uh, Sting. And I forget how bad the Black Scorpion angle was until I watched some of these vignettes. Like he's doing magic tricks to, to freak out Sting, and the main event is Sid and Sting where they bring out Barry Windham dressed as Sting to 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 be a fake Sting to get pinned and just Stan Hansen and Lex Luger are in a match. That's something because you can tell Luger just does not want to be in the ring with this blind guy who's just whacking him with clotheslines and a pretty interesting, uh, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson versus doom match where, uh, where where it's a double countout, but still it's just awesome because this this feud was so underrated when they kind of cooled off Rick a bit to give Sting some shine, and it was Horseman and Doom, and it was really really kind of good stuff. Uh, also, by the way, the last uh last appearance of of the Midnight Express in WCW uh, because they left uh, Jim Cornette and Stan Lane then left to go form Smoky Mountain. Uh, I'll I'll bring up one other point about this the, both these shows because this guy was on both shows and I just Chris I, I will never ever get the appeal of Tommy Wildfire Rich I just never will that guy he, he 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 had like a very short run with the NWA heavyweight title when it was a big deal and then he he, he they, WCW would bring him back and I'd be like what is the what is the deal I mean we watched that last battle of Atlanta I think. And he was good in that, but I just, I never got his appeal at no, all.
0: It's so much of that. The lift is done by the nickname wildfire. Yeah. It's, it's a good nickname. It's, it's a strong nickname, Uh, it, uh but Tommy rich, just a name.
1: You know what it Tommy is? Tommy rich, I,
0: just a guy.
1: You know what else it is? I think, I think it's also the, Oh, he was the young, sexy baby face at like 19, 20, 21. And then he gets into his like mid thirties. <laughs> and and it's like they're hoping that that appeal will come back but now he has like a beer gun he's gained some weight i mean it's not that he's a bad wrestler it's just he's a he's very mid to me and i i just i don't i i never saw the appeal but man wcw would bring him back like he was a big deal about every six months your turn sir
0: um okay uh you want to take us through the nxt halloween havoc card we can kind of break that down
1: uh i I can go very quickly through this card um
0: yeah, yeah, yeah we don't we don't have to dwell super long.
1: opener and closer were fantastic matches, I thought the the latter match and the three way for the title braun breaker holding his own with two guys, and even j d McDonough, who's just taking a beating in wrestling commentary. uh both very very good in this match and and uh, well yeah awesome. he was
0: the the narrative was moving through jd mcdonough so yes. like i i mean look uh his off-screen issues that are not to be diminished aside for just a moment here his performance in this match was very very well executed yeah um, i i agree yeah, and then yeah. and
1: then and then in between the only other match i thought was worth a damn was the uh creed versus um uh I'm thinking of his real name. What's what's his gimmick name? Damon Uh, Kemp. Kemp. Yes, that was that was that was fun after the first after we got through the whole. We're guys who really don't know what we're doing, but we're doing a hardcore match right now. So let's just hit each other with stuff. Once it got to the kind of the story, it got really, really interesting and really, really good, I thought, especially for two guys that aren't technically i mean not technically sound but i mean technically good at wrestling and doing hardcore matches i thought i thought this was so and the ladder match like i said before uh great stunt show uh you know what what you'd think it would be but the rest of this card somebody else put it perfectly is that a lot of these nxt matches like you take the roxy and cora jade one for example is just a lot of building up to the Shawn Michaels "I'm sorry, I love you" in the Ric Flair match moment, but it's in every match now, and you're just like I, I you know, that kind of uh, hyped up dramatics where you're just like, God, just hit them for God's sake, as opposed to taking taking the moment, the theatrical, we make movies from beyond the mat type of moment. But
0: no, no, I I agree. Look, um, this was not this. Was an improvement from some of the bad old days takeover shows uh in, in Technicolor Vomit era. But I mean when you go up and down this card, I think uh only a handful like three matches of the seven here, uh I I guess you could say, yeah, seven, um here. Really, to me, or I guess the six it made six. It on screen. Yeah, yeah, six. I was looking at acting. Unless you versus... can
1: the haunted house as a match.
0: No, 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 no. You're <laughs> right. So three of the six to me were were takeover quality matches. And then Cruz and Waller was a TV match. Perez and J was a TV match. And Manny Rose and Alba Fire was a TV match.
1: God, Alba Fire. Got nothing in that match for the most part.
0: Nope. It was Unreal. Just a, it, was, it was, I mean... And I, I knew when, when she had Mandy on the run, I was like, wow. I mean, it was very obvious how this was going to end. It's just, uh, yeah, it was, uh, nothing, nothing to write home about. I will
1: praise something on the NXT TV show this week though. Something that I, if you had told me in a million years that I I would enjoy, I would tell you you were wrong. But that women's tag match between Katana Chance and Caden Carter and versus, uh, nikita Lyons and zoe stark yes
0: yes that, i know that
1: held its own in, it uh, did. up until up until the referee crap
0: yes but, 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 but no it was it was it was interesting uh in particular i for me the standout was chance i feel yes. like she's she is just i'm i want to see katana chances a heel like like a cheating, sneaky, like like they were like, moving towards that at one yes. time. You remember that? Yes, I know. I, I and now I'm like I want to see Evil Katana Chance. I think I'm here for that.
1: I, I, look, Makita Lyons is is it's a giant compared to the, uh, that other team. Uh, she didn't do too bad, but you you know I've 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 been saying for a while now that uh, Zoe Stark has that kind of Ron Garvin type of charisma. Yeah, where you know she has she has tough credibility, but she still has some. It, it's a weird persona. It's not like it's not like come off the screen, charisma. But there's something likable about that. I'm not saying that they have this level of talent. I I would never do that. But the Nikita Lyons Zoe Stark team is very much like I forget if it was 1988 or 87. But but as U.S. Tag Champs, Ron Garvin and Barry Windham had a bit of a run there before they got beat by the Midnight Express. They have that kind of—I would never compare Nikita Lyons to Barry Windham as a wrestler at all, but they have a very similar dynamic to them in terms of in terms of how they interplay as as a tag team. But yeah, I I. If you had told me that this women's match would blow anything away, I saw compared to something with like Roxanne Perez, I would say you're absolutely nuts. But I I thoroughly enjoyed this tag match.
0: Yeah. Um. No, I I, I strongly agree. It, it it vastly outperformed my expectations because I have not been very high on Chance and Carter as like a tag team. That just yeah. They not... they
1: have this weird. <sighs> they're 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 going too much into the gimmick as party girl type things. And that just wasn't working for me. No, and we're best friends and we do it. Our little pose. And then we're going to have glow sticks and t-shirt cannons as we dance to the ring. It's just like, uh, get some, but this gave them some credibility. I like, I love, I love their double team moves. I, I, their double team moves are, are, are crisp when they hit them.
0: I, I, would like them to be like almost more no nonsense. Like they're not yes. heels in any way, but just like, they are just totally no nonsense. Business. Baby they're faces. there for business. business. They're not, yep. they're not there for, for,
1: for, for the sports. Inter- they're wrestlers, <laughs> quote unquote, you know, yeah. you know, not grapplers, but, you know.
0: and, and, and they're constantly communicating with each other. Yeah, lot, almost, lot, yeah, almost like a yeah.
1: Young Wolves type of thing with like, yes. like Edwards and, and Richards type yeah. thing. If they were a little bit more serious, I, I'd yep. love them. And even if they were a little bit more heelish when they were serious, I, I'd that like, hey, we're going to do what we can to get the win. And
0: yeah, you know, was- yeah, but yeah, yeah, just, I mean- I, more communication, like you, you don't have to say we're best friends. You know how we can know that you guys like are really good friends. Is <laughs> that like, like good friends? Yeah. No, like on the ring, you know, want to use on the apron going, bring her over here. I'm going to, you know, you know like yeah, get communicate her, get her. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Get her into the corner. Like get your wow. foot up, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foot up. yeah. yeah. Just, just making it real clear. Like we are, we are working in sync and we have a mission. <laughs> show
1: don't show. Don't tell. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That's
0: exactly. Your turn, sir. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I guess let's uh, move over to the actual NXT results here, uh, or like the the fallout or whatever. Um...
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Doors unlocked much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with UFI Video Lock, search UFI Video Lock. That is E U F Y Video Lock. Again, that's UFI Video Lock, E U F Y Video Lock, or visit slash Video Lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door.
0: The conflicted sangha storyline <laughs> not interesting at all Bro, not interesting I, at all i don't
1: want Sangha as a heel
0: i don't either he's I, yeah. great
1: as a baby face what are we doing <laughs> all right.
0: it, it's it's very strange uh, the the thing that's making it work though for me ivy Nile coming out and scolding saga was such like a great little beat just, just like, the
1: look on saga's face was yes. fantastic
0: <laughs> yeah and it, and it just coming from ivy yeah it, you'd be like scared and cowed
1: well, it's <laughs> funny because Shawn Michaels on the on the NXT conference call prior to Halloween Havoc was like, you know what, With Sanga, we're not gonna we're not gonna do the stereotypical thing of you know evil foreigners doing evil things, blah 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 blah. And then what do we do? Right, do it. I mean, unless unless it becomes like a baby face killer team, which I can see it happening down the road as this whole heel thing doesn't take. But yeah, I it, Sanga, Song has been a revelation. he might not be able to wrestle, but he is an absolute fantastic baby face presence and i just i I don't see people booing him, especially the smart fans at full sale
0: yeah yeah no and and i'm I'm with you uh that they, they have established him too much as the the friendly giant who you know yes. like actually gets along really well in particular with like the, the he's like the friendly dude uh, to like a lot of the females in the locker room in particular. Uh, like, and yeah, I, I, I think that that's a unique energy. Like not every, yeah. not, not every performer actually can kind of pull that off in a convincing way. It really does work. You, you for can't Sanga. play,
1: you can't do the playboy thing and get babyface reactions all that often, but he and does.
0: also like, let's stop, let's stop like with veer in a tag team. Like, let's go all in with like, let's make veer serious and just make him like a, you know, a killer you know, yeah. you know let's see he, he i mean breaker versus veer could be really interesting oh
1: yeah yeah that'd be very, Oh, dude that'd be that'd be cena versus umaga is what yeah. that would be i mean that'd be yeah. awesome i'm
0: here for yeah. that Shit yeah me. no yeah yeah like like i'm i, finished, I sorry no, no, yeah well, <laughs> I, I never I, cuss
1: I, on this show but i was just like yeah give me that match i want to see some Fighting, I want to see Braun Breaker right, yeah. throw some, some dude. And, and I just want to see like
0: a no-nonsense Veer Mahan just like making yes. Braun Breaker's life and everyone else's life dude, hell. I, 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 I that's
1: my note for more for all wrestling is make this more serious as opposed to more ironic, playful, please. I
0: guess, you know, the, the spin-out of this would be Sangha starts having a crisis of confidence and Veer just demolishes him. Yeah. um, And and, and like, yeah, like, it, maybe that's how we pivot out of this. Um. That being said, diamond mind, uh, it just, the, the Creed brothers, uh, continue to shine. <laughs> Were They're... you shocked
1: at all that, uh, that, uh, Roderick Strong did not pop out of this ambulance in any way? To I up? was, okay. I was, um, I, I, I was,
0: I, it, it, the swerve was like sort of no swerve on that. Um, I liked. I thought Brutus was real good on the mic here on Wednesday too. No, I I know. I'm like, he's finding himself. They're both finding themselves. And it's fantastic. All all three of them are. I I actually, I think, I think really, you know, let's, let's pair diamond mind down to the creeds and Ivy. Uh, Um, they're a very interesting little character unit now, uh, in addition to being talented in the ring, big fan,
1: anything else in NXT? Um,
0: (laughs) did you like transfer student, uh,
1: I wanted to call him Brendan Vick, but that's not his name Brendan Vick. That's not his name anymore. Duke Hudson.
0: Duke Hudson, yes. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh that was good. That was good. Um and then Ilya and JD, I just didn't feel like we needed to go back to that. No,
1: I don't either. But I think they yeah. I think they'd need to give him something to do while Braun and Apollo, or as Apollo gets a good match out of Braun uh for, for whatever main event they're gonna do for that.
0: Yeah, yeah that's an interesting sure.
1: that's an interesting match but it's not that interesting to me because right
0: right because you because you, you just don't feel like breakers titles in any real parallel. yeah and you just yeah.
1: fe- and you just feel like you know apollo's gonna th- gonna fly for him which is great but at the same time you don't think that he's ever gonna have the real upper hand in the feud at any point because you know what they want to do with Braun. so
0: yeah no it'd be, it'd be, it would be interesting if Apollo was, you know, being booked on more of an evil arc and, like, and also being booked a little bit stronger. So, like, it just felt like maybe, you know, there's just, like, more dark clouds hanging over this match. Um, Booked properly, I could be really into this match. It's unfortunate that they're going to kind of keep it at a colder colder heat level.
1: I'm going to move this off of NXT for my one main roster WWE point. What the hell was that ending on Raw? (laughs) It's not that I don't like Nikki Cross. I love Nikki Cross. I like her a lot. We're going to have her take out Bailey and Bianca to reintroduce her when we haven't really taken her off TV to the point where nobody kind of misses her? (coughs) My my reaction was that of when Krusty the Clown had to use the Russian... (laughs) Knock off itchy and scratchy. He's just staring there with a cigarette going, what the hell is that? That's my reaction to this. I, it, it, I don't know how to put this exactly. Is is Nikki uh, is is Nikki possibly able to be a bigger force in the women's division than Bailey? Is that how bad we've mishandled damage control? Or is she possibly gonna join damage control? That would be kind of an interesting fluke, but at the same time, what would you do with Bailey then? If this is This is almost I mean, look, I we were talking before the show about, you know, Triple H has, has had some great hits. Damage control is is an inexplicable miss to me, and I don't understand it because it's one of those things where these women should be running roughshod through this division until the survivor series. And then, and then you kill them in war games and then, and then you can finally start breaking them up or they stay together and they're a little bit depowered, but you can build them back up. I don't understand at all. Nikki, Nikki cross and this reintroduction right now, especially in the main event segment.
0: Hey, I'm glad that we got Nikki cross back. That's That's true too. I, I I will say that that Nikki A.S.H. thing needed to go away and it has. Uh, so that's good. Uh, but I found myself baffled. Maybe Nikki has a great promo in her next week to kind of make this all make sense. But like introducing a perfectly gray figure into the main event picture of the women's title scene is an interesting move. Sanity, mind, is
1: Sanity coming out? Are we going to get uh, the not Eric Young members of Sanity in here?
0: <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so weird to redebut someone as a perfect tweener.
1: Yeah. I mean, as, especially, and and someone who has been on TV every week and you're just all of a sudden making the new packaging as opposed to Hey, she's been off for six months, and now we reintroduce her as this figure, and everybody's happy to see her. Now it's just like, okay, Nikki Cross is getting interjected into this program, and everybody's looking at this going possibly to take a loss of some kind. But yeah, it was just, I just, it's not that I hated the move, I was just kind of baffled by it. I mean, because there are other people you could have introduced here
0: on the plus side the match work is going to be better like yes. like the nikki cross match is infinitely better than the nikki ash match yes. um and so i mean i'm interested in that oh, that's the thing people. we
1: forgot on nxt by the way uh
0: oh the, uh, no, we... no, no i was actually going to circle back to the okay. gacy debut the yeah, big okay gacy there we go. okay thank you or, yeah yeah reveal Yes. All right. So um, I'm,
1: d- I'm done talking about Nikki.
0: Okay. So The Rock's daughter debuted on <laughs> NXT.
1: What? <laughs> what are we doing here?
0: <laughs> this is not a gimmick that works for her. No. she's not good at she doesn't have the look for it and she's not good at the delivery for it so i just don't know who thought this was a good idea
1: as much as i slam isla dawn this had isla dawn written all over it (laughs) because they kept her she was not cut in the in the nxt uk thing to my knowledge
0: And she makes it, yes, she makes infinitely more sense in this, yeah. I,
1: I, I understand expectations and living up to them, but how do you take the daughter of the biggest wrestling star that your company has ever made, possibly, knowing that she's kind of A, bland, and B, we don't know if she can wrestle yet, and you just deny their existence and stick her with Joe Gacy and say, hey, take this Let's see what you can do with this kid how How are you helping her in this case? I mean, because I, I don't know about you, but I mean you can say that she's not the rock's daughter on t v all you want, but the expectations are there within herself
0: yeah and if she if she drops and, and you a, certainly see the rock's daughter on her face,
1: yes, if she drops the ball with this garbage gimmick how how are you ever gonna rebuild her? I mean. I'm of the opinion that you, I mean, I get, I guess they introduced her as a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. I've already lost the grizzled young veterans. I, and I don't know if they're ever coming back. I just, I, ah, oh, I was like, it's, this is somebody, I mean, in, in 20 years, she should sue the company for a corporate malfeasance. And I don't know if it would work, but if she doesn't, if, if she doesn't make millions in wrestling, this is the first step to that. So, yeah, I just... This is Curtis Axel level of irresponsibility.
0: Yeah, I uh, baffled by this choice. At least Curtis Axel got to beat Triple H by count
1: Let us go to AEW, shall we, Chris? Sure. Again, I love MJF. MJF is so fantastic on the microphone. I want... I want five or six more MJFs in this company so that I can watch a wrestling show. I understand people like great matches, but let me ask you this. Would you rather have five or six uh five or six of these and maybe one to build a match like a, say, John Moxley versus Pentagon, which had absolutely nothing to it? I, I
0: you tell what that, is the point of having Pentagon in a world title match if you're not going to build it if up? If you're
1: not going to build it up for at least three weeks and at least do something with it and put some emotional resonance in it. But, but, but let's put that aside for a second, Chris. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm correct on this or not, but I had a slight problem with this MJF promo. And I want to see if you agree or disagree because uh, my co-host on my other show disagreed with me. I did not like the playing into the uh, cheers of the crowd thing. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are a popular heel, you are going to be cheered by some people, and you are allowed to acknowledge it. The Four Horsemen and Naafuk, where this was taped, is pure horseman country. The horsemen would come out, acknowledge that they had fans there, and then get to work to being evil. I guess if you want to quantify that possibly we're teasing an MJF babyface turn here, that he would do these types of things, but he's still saying the things about how all the poors want to sleep with Renee and how Virginia for all its faults, he loves them. But I thought this treaded a little bit too far into cool heel territory. Am I wrong or somewhat correct on this?
0: Um, For me, it's like this storyline's too cute by half. Okay. If you're going to turn MJF, turn MJF. But like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that there's, I don't know that he's doing a great job at the devil who made us love him uh, angle, which is what I think they're going for here. Jesus. Uh, No, that, that like he makes us love him. No, he makes us love him right up until the moment he stabs us in the heart when he takes the belt off of Moxley. Basically, sort of like, makes Moxie seem like the bad guy, makes himself seem like the good guy, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's
0: all it's all cunning ruse.
1: Well, that's where the, the, the angle gets interesting for me. Um, see, I don't think they're going to do the full babyface. I don't think they're going to do the full swerve. I think this is going to be something where he proves he's the devil, and he screws everybody. I still think, um, I still think that that he is he he and Regal are in cahoots, and I, I still think that, that the story that I posited last week that it's possibly Regal, Utah, MJF, and and uh, Daniel Garcia as a stable, as you have a, a as you have a mole in each one is is pretty great, and I think eventually it's also going to get into screwing over the Pinnacle. And I think he's going to bring in the pinnacle to help him against the to, to help him against the firm now. And I liked, I actually kind of liked a lot about what the firm did on Wednesday. I really liked, especially in that tag match after after the Gun Club took off the ridiculous costumes. And don't get me wrong, I laughed at the costumes; they're very funny. But they came in and did a post match beating that looked like it had some heat to it. And I really liked that. I like the liked guns that they, are
0: really good as goons, aren't they? Yes. Like, yeah, and good and as goons
1: in, and they were good as goons in, in the in the uh, in the in the final part where they're beating up MJF as well.
0: Yes. Like, yeah. No. No. They they they're, they're good at that, and like that's that's a role. It's kind of like we were talking about the Bollywood boys in the last episode. Um, you need good goons. Um, and not everyone is good at all. Sort of the mannerisms and like. Uh, the the little like slightly undersized, a little bit more aggressive, still kind of twerpy, but like the 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 guns are good. I like the guns. They they've really grown on me.
1: Yeah, and I look, I think I think Ethan Page should be the head heel of any stable he's in. I mean, I, I he he just exudes jerk and i love him for it but it, yeah it's one of those things where uh um... oh, he
0: felt like a leader in that moment yes. like they they, they did, the firm stopped feeling like this amorphous assemblage and like a unit led by ethan page managed with the, with by... the
1: exception of lee moriarty
0: well yeah yeah i got it
1: <laughs> who well, i thought was sunny kiss at first uh... he, he's
0: gonna be <laughs> the wild card of the group
1: oh yeah because he has green hair but wild no I, I i liked this and i like stokely needs an edge so i hope it gives him an edge um as as for mjf if if this all turns out to be a swerve and it's like oh i took this beating because regal told me i needed to take this beating Uh, (laughs) uh, if he ends up screwing everybody and going with regal and it was all to get to get every group involved and to eventually screw them all i'm here for that kind of kaiser soze workmanship and i'm been kind of pushing that as Sammy Zayn to be doing that right now, but I don't think he's doing that. I don't think WWE can script something like that. But I do think MJF as as a puppet master would be would just get him over huge.
0: No, um, I I agree, I agree. Uh, I just I I'm he's
1: with you. He's the but- quote unquote devil. So everybody who buys into the devil, of um, even the evil people have their souls taken from them and i kind of yeah i kind of just dig that whole story
0: okay okay all right your turn sir
1: uh no actually that was my turn
0: oh that was your turn okay then (laughs) um it's my turn but i
1: appreciate that
0: (laughs) oh well i thank you thank you um let me see what else happened on and or on uh the danielson uh, is, Sammy Guevara match was a really fun, like, blending I of styles. Yeah. yeah, I like I that a lot. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have, like, a nuanced thoughts on this. But when you are saying earlier about, like, Regal, I was, like, listening to Regal on commentary, and something did sort of feel like, you know, like, getting ready to break up with somebody, you know? Like, like oh, yeah, Danielson's really great. Great guy. Really like him.
1: Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, think I, so noticed, so uh, I
1: noticed I noticed, Regal and Yuta's interactions during that whole promo, and I'll I'll get into that as I get uh, after I finish this. But I, I want to talk promos because I love promos. I think promos are really the lifeblood of wrestling. I know. <laughs> It's so fun, Chris. The arguments I no have... no to
0: your point though about like why is it hard for me to talk about this shows? It's like a lot of the matches I have like maybe two to three. They're they're good or they're meh, and I have two to three sentences about each yes. uh, about either one. You know, it's like Rio and Jamie Hader, meh. Um, but I don't have like like deep thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Promos are the life. That's what gets you into gets you into wrestling, and and then you judge the match by the build, and and it's one of those things where. I have, I have arguments with younger fans are like, no, I want good wrestling matches. I watch wrestling for wrestling. I'm like, dude, do you want some foreplay with it? I mean, it's the foreplay that makes it great. And, and so I want to talk a little bit about the couple of promo segments on this dynamite show. Cause I liked, I liked the JAS one, even, even with the technical difficulties and the boom mic and all that other stuff. I have finally found somebody I want to play bigger. Because usually the problem with guys who go big is that they're too big, but I want Sammy Guevara to be far more, and, and the archetype I've used before is the uh, is the Tom Cruise character in The Color of Money. I want him to be uber cocky. I want him to be so cocky that maybe even the JAS is getting a little annoyed with how cocky he is. I just want him making out with, with Ty, getting out there, never taking the sunglasses off, just chewing the gum and smacking it. And being that guy and really leaning into this heel character, he's almost hes almost being too subtle about his cockiness in, in the promos, is what I'm saying. I, I really like that. And uh, and now we'll go over to the other side, the uh, Wheeler Yuta, who comes straight out of the Rey Mysterio Jr. School of Acting. I mean, this guy, it wasn't that the promo was bad. Here's the problem with it, and let me see if you agree with this part. It's that um, <laughs> it's that when Wheeler Yuta came into the screen to yell at Danielson about, "Oh, you're finally fired up and sick of this," that's not what a guy who just had a had a match can do, because it means he was probably standing there listening to the entire promo at the time. <laughs> So as opposed to, oh, look, Wheeler Utah's just happening to come backstage at this moment where where Brian Daniels is cutting a promo. It's like, no, he's aware of all the things Danielson said before he ever came through the curtain, which made it ring a little bit false to me. And I just I know he's trying and he's 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 much better than he used to be, but but man, I just he is he is wooden in these things. And I, I'm, I'm hoping for some improvement there, especially if he goes heel.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, him as a heel and Yuta and Garcia as like a tag team, I, I think would really help revitalize Yuta in, in particular. Uh,
1: Does he, but he doesn't need revitalization. That's the weird thing. That's just us because like he goes out into the crowd and gets hot reactions. But I don't know if those are hot reactions because of the Blackpool Combat Club.
0: Right. I, 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 I feel like it's a lot of it is also goodwill, right? Yes. Like people don't want this guy. To, to fail. fail. And yeah. I feel, I feel you. I, I'm not rooting for the guy to fail either, but yeah, like, I. no, I, I mean, I, I call him as I see him and you know, either stuff connects with me and it doesn't Um, it'll be interesting. it will be interesting to see how this goes.
1: I have no other notes, literally.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know that I really do either. We, well, then, we, uh, I we mean, make it yeah. We're making yeah, short. Yeah. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, okay. No, I guess one line. La- I like I,
1: Elias.
0: What's your favorite Halloween ha- Havoc? No, I- <laughs> no my, my favorite Halloween Havoc. Um, Spin the wheel, make the deal. Actually, uh, no, you know what I do want to say? I loved MVP's little intro to the Omas squash match.
1: MVP's great.
0: Isn't he? He, like, like, Omas is-, is nothing at all. Like, like the guy's just, just a tall human. MVP but MVP been- makes that great.
1: MVP has been a sneaky favorite of mine since as long as he's been in the company. Cause I know that when he came up first, and everybody was like, "Oh, he can't work really that well, or whatever," and he had that uh, best of seven with uh, "He Who Shall Not Be Named," and really brought it to his own. But man, that the tunnel entrance that he used to do as MVP when he was wearing he was wearing the breathe right strip over the nose and <laughs> wearing 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 the uh basically the power ranger suit and stuff like that that's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite entrances in wrestling it really is i loved the tunnel i want and so anything he could do to kind of bring back hype man mvp i'm all for it yeah i i it it's just carny enough to be fun is what it is and and it's it's one of those things that harkens back to a day where oh people still believed wrestling was real and stuff but yes yeah, almost killing three geeks i'm here four for geeks it. no four, four geeks, geeks yeah, right. and that yeah. the,
0: the one guy making the gulp face as the the hand was up again no, <laughs> i know they, they were very
1: good they were very good,
0: good. no I, it has nothing it, it was it was mvp and the geeks who made that whole scene really yes, work they made I, I it thought, look
1: like a million bucks that, no the they did it. Yeah.
0: and and when you know how limited omos is oh god i and he is really friggin' limited uh no i i credit to those dudes i i i enjoyed that little beat on on the show a lot don't i don't understand the baron corbin jbl thing who thought this was a good idea it doesn't make a lot oh, of sense but
1: it me. does make sense doesn't it
0: i guess money
1: no the crowds have the same reaction to to corbin as they did to jbl and see oh god he sucks get him off my screen even though corbin is a far better wrestler than jbl will yeah. Ever be, I think, in my opinion, but he has the same obnoxious. Oh no, the smarts don't like him all that much, type of thing. Like people hated JBL because it's like ah, push Ray, push Eddie, push push the guys who can work over this big guy. So Vince would just continue to cram JBL down everybody's throats and have him be a- That that's the that's the same thing with Corbin. I mean, they have this. This is water meeting its own level, is what it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. I see that. I see that. I
1: miss Pat McAfee. He is so great on that College Football Show. I wish he. Could but have-
0: boy, I still, I, I, Kevin is not adding anything on on the microphone. He, oh, he, Kevin it, on. It's oh, just the, not the clicking. Play by
1: play guy on Raw. Yeah. yeah. That he it is
0: just not. They clicking may with that find
1: guy. that firing Jimmy was a mistake.
0: Oh, I know. I know. As as the weeks wear on, it's like. Firing Jimmy was just a just a complete baffling decision. Or but, or the or what they're gonna do
1: is bring up Vic, I think, and because they have I like uh, I like the kid who does NXT Level Up.
0: Yeah, and yeah, he's and, very and, good, and, and he's he's a perfect plug-in for Vic too. Yeah. Um. So no, and Vic Vic's great. Uh. Yeah. No, I I just don't. I think Kevin is gonna go into the uh, Adnan Verk. Where are yes, they now? Is, oh, very there's quickly. a lot
1: of Adnan Verk in there, and it's not that he's not. It's not that he doesn't love wrestling. he is miscast. He was a perfectly fine vanilla Dashabot in the back. He really was. He wasn't that bad. He, I mean, people could make fun of his accent there and get some heat if they were a heel. And Sheamus yeah, and him yeah, could have some.
0: Yeah, some, you, some you, you could play. even have him maybe get along. You know, like you, you could do a little bit of character work with him. Not like not like a ton of ton, but yeah. You, you, he, you was know, he, works. He, he was works fine. He was doing.
1: Role. Yeah, he was fine doing that job. Here he is. He has to carry a load that he he he's not equipped to do just yet,
0: and he it's, was perfectly it's more fine on that though, Right? It's it's more than that. Some How people so? have the right voice, yes, for leading a show as the dominant a main voice, and his voice just isn't right you, for that. You and know, you know could be you a very good public speaker and not have the right. A voice.
1: Oh, I know what it is exactly, and it's not necessarily voice or tone or or I want to say timber, but that's not you know. There's no bass in his voice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's no confidence in his voice either. He he's he's calling it as if give me approval in the headphone as to how I'm doing the entire time. That that's what it is. He's trying to no no. There isn't.
0: There is no authority in his voice as he he, as he's calling the action. It, it, It needs to it. The color man needs to be sort of laid back and giving his opinion on things or whatever, and the play-by-play a voice of the show needs to be like very, very. It's why Morrow and all. I, I know you know people have their qualms with them or whatever. It's what makes Morrow very good. At what Yes, he does um is that he is always fully. Fully engaged, like J- fully Jimmy. Lost.
1: Once he got J- Jimmy once Jimmy, he got past yeah. Vince yelling at him in 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 the in the headset, and got the confidence, was a perfectly serviceable play by play guy. Yeah, Mick I- Joseph has confidence now. He used to be when he had Raw. He was also weak. I mean, you 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 remember <laughs> you remember him, the guy who's now known as Mace and Jerry Lawler. You remember that Raw commentary team? Yes, that? I do. Oh my god, Uh yeah, no, he's found his niche down in NXT, and he might be, you know, with Hunter producing him and Michael Cole, he might be ready for another run up at the top as well, but yeah, and, and of course, Michael Cole, <laughs> Michael Cole's in the FU money stage of his career where he's just like, dude, the handcuffs are off, and I can say whatever. He's bringing up wrestling history and stuff like that. I'm still fascinated by him in many ways, even though I love the McAfee and him team.
0: I know. uh, Michael Cole, it, it's, he, for years, everyone's like, oh, he does a bad job. He's actually very, very good at this. Very good. He, go he, listen, yeah, again, he, yeah. the
1: House of the Right, or what, the Rising Sun pay-per-view in Japan?
0: Yeah. That he yeah. did?
1: I mean, everybody points to that and go, yeah, go listen to that. That's great. But
0: uh, no, no, it, it, that that is probably this, if you want, like, the most condensed, like, you know, oh, that's good, Michael Cole? Yeah, no, no, like, he he really does know the business extraordinarily well. He He is he he's you can't live and work in this business as long as he has and not like it right. on some level you know and, and and not have you know kind of the knowledge he could have done other stuff michael cole's not like some sort of talentless dude he has an he, actual he,
1: journalism degree
0: yeah yeah I mean, he could do broadcast he <laughs> could do broadcast yeah he could do broadcast stuff for other things um
1: harvard of broadcasting.
0: <laughs> there you
1: go and someone's oh no you know who said that brian Gortz. i read his book i listened to his book it's very very good and uh i'll end with this, this uh I, I, I feel like this is like the lord of the rings last movie where we've had six different endings but i'm gonna say this i enjoyed the book i listened to it on audio he doesn't read it but another guy does so some of the mispronunciations are kind of funny that he doesn't understand how to say like uh pat uh uh, what's Patterson? I think he's called him Patterson or something like that. Very, very interesting. Maya via is very interesting for not there's it, but there's a Vince ism in there that I had never heard before. And, and it's now going into that, going into my Rolodex of how I analyze wrestling, especially WWE, as I watch it. And it was this Vince turned to him once and said, a promo is a match and a match is a promo. And I thought about it and I like, well, that's why they do the 20 minute promos because they want the ebb and flow of a match where someone gets a shine, someone gets some heat, you know, there might be something screwy that happens then in the midst of the promo. He views those the same way he does as a match where it has to have a certain, it, it's not, it's not a guy talking and trying to build a match. It's a story with an arc that has a that has an emotional crescendo and then a strong ending. And I was like, okay, now I understand Vince's
0: thinking a little bit more.
1: All right. That, that's a, <laughs> your silence it Yeah, I, I have nothing to add to that. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, you can follow me at Crap Game13. You can follow Chris for now on Twitter. Don't know how long that's going to last. At D W A T G. You can follow the show. Just one word, shake them ropes. We'll update that feed as episodes are released I do a show called The Dynamite Show on the Fight Game Media Network, five bucks a month you get a bunch of shows about a bunch of different wrestling promotions much like Voices of Wrestling they do a lot more stateside stuff, there's actually an impact show over at Fight Game Media but I do a show called The Dynamite Show in which about ten minutes after Dynamite ends, I thoroughly thoroughly deconstruct it with one Paul Ace Fontaine, almost to the point where it's annoying how much I deconstruct that show but yes, that's at patreon.com slash fight game media. Chris also has a Patreon. He'll tell you about that now.
0: Yeah. Uh you can go to patreon.com slash uh, i T G. I I'm a little dormant right now. However, if you sub up uh for a Buck for Bucka Show, um that so it's Bucka Show whenever I put out a show, but if you sub up today, you can actually go and check out the demos for uh my upcoming EP, which Looks like it will probably be out at some point like early 2023 at the absolute latest. I need to now just find someone to uh, put a final mix and master on this thing. But um, the tracks are either... either All the instrumentals are done. Um, the vocals for most of the tracks are done. Uh, five of the seven tracks. Uh, and you can hear them up at patreon.com D-W-A-T-G. And you can follow me on Instagram at dr underscore